Happy Friday, everyone. I have a wonderful guest episode for you today. Please help me welcome Gabrielle Smith to the episode. This is a beautiful new friend of mine. I'm so excited for you guys to meet here. I know you're going to love her as much as I do. Let me tell you a little bit about Gabrielle. She is a niche coach. I talk to you guys about, like if you've, if you've been listening to the show for an extended period of time, you have heard me talk about how important it is when you're selecting a niche, okay? Your niche is the area, the corner, uh, your corner of the coaching world, okay? Wh- who are you here to serve? How are you here to serve them? What problem are you helping people solve? And the beautiful thing that you're going to hear in this episode that Gabrielle really showcases is that your niche is driven back to your purpose and your experience in life. You should not just be willy-nilly choosing a random niche that you think is going to make you a lot of money. Yes, you do need to consider what will people pay for. However, you have gifts. The Lord has given you gifts. The Lord has given you a purpose. And Gabrielle just so beautifully speaks to this topic of how to pick a niche that absolutely aligns with your life purpose, aligns with the God-given gifts that the Lord has given you, and dare I even say, dominates in the online coaching space. Here's Gabrielle. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations and staying home with your kids? But right now your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month. Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part? You don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online. So you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this. Gabrielle, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I just to like give the listeners a little context into like how did this collaboration even happen? I saw you on Instagram 
And immediately in my head, you didn't even know this, but like either days or weeks prior, I had been just brainstorming different experts that I wanted to bring on the show. And niching down was one of those topics that like begged to be discussed on the show. So when I saw you, I was like, I'm just going to slide into her DMs right off the bat and see if she'd be interested in coming on the show. And you were. So I'm so excited that we're finally making this happen. That's so crazy. I love that. I didn't know that ahead of time. Um, <laughs> so it's just nice to nice to know that, you know, and it was something about you reaching out in the DMs because, you know, we, we as coaches and stuff, we get DMs from all kinds of random people and stuff. And a lot of them I ignore and all the things, but there was something about you. I, I clicked on your profile and I looked, I was like, oh yeah, I, I like her. There's something about her. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm so excited. I'm glad that like we, we hit it off right off the bat. So, yeah. but I know that we're going to get into a, like a really great juicy conversation of your purpose how does that relate to a coaching business? How does that relate to niching down and really finding out the ideal client that you're here to serve? But before we get into all that, you told me a story right before we hit record of like how you got into this space of helping others niche down. And it's a really great story. And I'd love if you gave our listeners like just that overview of how you got to this space of helping other people not only discover their purpose, but niche down and then serve other people with that. Yes. And so it really goes back to my story and where it's, um, I started off as a software engineer and I probably about 20 years into my career and realized that, oh girl, this, this ain't it. This is not it. And so I felt the pull, the call to be doing more, to be making more of an impact. And so I set out to find my purpose. I didn't know what I knew that I should be doing more. I just didn't know what. So I'm like, I got to find my purpose. And so I set out on this journey to find my purpose. And ultimately, I found life coaching. And that was my jam. Um, I had always loved helping people, but I didn't see a way to do that outside of becoming a therapist. And I knew that I did not want to go back to school or, you know, get a whole other degree or any of that stuff. And so I was led to life coaching. I found out about life coaching and I was like, what, what is that? And as I dug more into it, um, I, it sounded exactly like what I wanted, making an impact, being able to help people and uh, making a business out of it so that I would make money doing it. So I was like, this is perfect. So I um, got into it and knew that that was my purpose. And so I got into it and loved it so much. I'm like, I want to help other people find what their thing is. They, I want them to get this feeling of just knowing that they're doing exactly what they're meant to be doing in the world. And so as a coach, I decided to help other women find their purposes. And so that's what I did. And as I was doing that, I found that most people, it was being revealed to them that their purpose was to become a life coach. So I started helping women become life coaches. And then within that, I started seeing that they were getting stuck as um, life coaches in the part of figuring out who they wanted to help and what they wanted to help people with. And so I started um, helping people find their niches. And that's what I and that's what I do. And I believe that it is heavily related to your purpose. It's like a purpose within your purpose is what the niching does. So that's where I am. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's so good. And I'd love to dig a little deeper into that. Because when we're picking a niche, it's this this not battle, but it's this balance between, okay, I have a bit, I, it, I'm running a business, I have to make money, and I want to be passionate about this thing. I don't want to feel like energetically or emotionally disconnected from what I'm doing. I don't want to go through the motions every day, which is something that I would say, oh, I shouldn't say a lot, but like sometimes people in the traditional work field will feel a little bit disconnected from what I, I know that I have. I've totally felt disconnected. Like prior to my coaching business, I had like, you know, more traditional jobs, and there were, there were jobs that like I felt a little disconnected to. And like we don't, if we're building a business, like we want to be on fire for our business. So can you go a little deeper into how how does a person's purpose relate into their niche? Like where does that conversation even start? Like when you're opening up with a new client? Yeah. So I believe that your the our life experiences. So my depth, my formula that I use for purpose is like your gifts plus your life experiences equals your purpose, right? So if we think about it um, within the life coaching container, so we, we, we look at the gifts and all the things that kind of make us um, great life coaches, um, add that to our life experiences. I think we, I take those life experiences because I believe that God allows us to go through certain things and overcome certain things so that we can help other people navigate those things. And so I always start with having people to really kind of dig into something or some things that they have overcome and always get, well, Gabby, like, how, how do I know? I've, I've been through so many things. How do I know which one, you know? And I always tell people that like the one that has made the biggest impact on your life is usually like where it is because I think it's so important to have that because it's like when you think about your experience going through that and how you felt when you were in it, that allows you to connect with the people who are there right now. And you feel that passion to help them. You're like, oh dear God, like I would love to help somebody else navigate that so that they are not feeling the way that I was feeling, you know, when I was going through it. So you, you're lit up to be able to help that person navigate that problem. And so I think that makes the biggest difference in how you show up in your business, in your marketing, in your delivery, in every aspect of it, when you have that connection, that passion to who you're serving. You worded that beautifully. And it reminded me of the verse of the day, just a couple of days ago, I think it was like first Peter 410. It says, use your gifts to serve others. And there's so much joy that we get from serving other people. And when we get to infuse our gifts and experiences that we're super passionate about all into one, like it creates this explosion of passion that we get to call work and enjoy yeah. it and get paid for it, which is incredible. Absolutely. And you you started to touch on this one topic, which is going to lead me into my next question. When people say, okay, I have, I'm so multi-passionate. I have this thing I could talk about. I have this thing. What is your feedback on when it comes to niching down? Does a person really need to have one topic? 
Can they discuss multiple things? Do they need to start with one thing and then add others in? Like, like you started to say that that pick the experience that you're mo that that had the biggest impact on you. When somebody is like really struggling with that, and they're like, "Well, can I kind of do a little bit of all of it?" What's your response to them? Well, you know, and I, I think this is probably the most common thing for for clients when they first come to me. It's like. Well, I want to coach on all the things. I want to be able to help people with like their self-confidence and I want to be able to help them with that. But if I niche down, like then I won't be able to help people with, you know, all those things. And that's just not true. It's just not true. Um, niching is mainly for marketing purposes in the way that I see it, right? It's like, and what I tell people is that it's, it's so funny because we're all like, in some regard, general life coaches. And by that, I mean, yes, we're if, when we're niche down, we're targeting a specific person. And we all have the same human brain. So once we get them in there, they're human. So they're going to need help with confidence and they're going to need help with time management and relationships and money and business. You know, they're going to need help with all the things and so that and that usually gives them a level of comfort and a level of understanding that allows them to say okay yeah that makes sense but I think I think that's a, a common misconception of, around niching is that like if you say if you target these people or this group of people then you won't be able to help with this other thing and it's just simply not true right and it's it's kind of let me know if I'm if I'm hitting the nail on the head with this um it's kind of like what it what is going to get somebody through the door and then once they're through the door like obviously you're going to tackle the thing that they came to you for but it's yeah. also going to give you access to other areas of your their life where you can also mentor them through like i used to be a nutrition and exercise coach i don't do that anymore however um when somebody is running their business, I have this 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 principle that I like to operate in is that how we do one thing tends to be how we do everything. So if I personally am being loosey goosey with my nutrition and my exercise, I could probably I'm probably will also find areas in my business where I'm slacking a little bit. And there those are things that I can discuss with clients. And like, not that everybody needs to be on a on a diet and exercise program, but like, how can you steward your temple really well? How can you how can you nourish yourself really well? Because like, how can you have a healthy business if you don't have a healthy body and a healthy mind? So that's just, that's kind of what I'm envisioning in, in an example of like what it is that you're saying, what's going to get somebody through the door. And then you can, you can talk about so many things once they're through the door. And that's absolutely it. That's, that's the nail on the head. And also too, when we are when we are so although we are tackling a particular problem there are things that are in the way of that particular problem right and many times most times it's one of those things that you love coaching on right like it's fear it's you know confidence it's like all of the things and so what we have to do is we have to address all of those other things to see what's in the way of you actually getting the thing that you want Totally. Totally. Like it's, it's mindset work behind it because we all have those obstacles. Like you just said earlier, we all have like the human brain Yep. and the brain will give us resistance sometimes. And it's like, can, do, can we move through that resistance to actually get to the problem that we hired somebody to help us tackle? Exactly. Exactly. 100%. Cool. 
So the next thing I wanted to ask you about is when I'm working with a new coach, somebody who is is kind of just starting to lay the foundation of their business, they're figuring out their niche, something that so often comes up, and I, I'm sure that you, you are seeing this a lot too, is, is the imposter syndrome. Like we'll land on a, on a niche and then all of a sudden their brain and the enemy will like hand them all the reasons why they're not qualified to do that thing. Can you speak to that a little bit? How do you help service providers navigate that imposter syndrome that comes up when they find that their niche, their passion is something that they, they, they feel quote unquote unqualified to mentor others through. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is, and I think that's the importance of choosing an aligned niche, right? And what I mean by that is one where you have a lived experience of doing that thing because a lot of times and even though like we're we're coaches and you know most of us are trained in a way that we can help anybody with anything right um and so i i know that that is out there however i think a lot of times the imposter syndrome comes when we have not had that lived experience and we're not owning that experience we're not owning that we created that result for ourselves i think a lot of times we tend to minimize our transformations and our accomplishments and all of those things. And so I like to help them with actually owning those those lived experiences and, and how they've overcome that um, by really just digging into it and showing them like, okay, well, let's talk about how you were the one who created that, like how you contributed to this result. Because a lot of times it's like, you know, it, 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 they are just attributing the, attributing it to someone else or something else. Right. And I think the important part is to really like get them to see the part that they played in creating that particular result. And also, um, again, going back to choosing a niche that you have a lived experience of. And I think that that allows you to really own that and really, um, have the confidence to know that you're, you'll be able to help other people through it as well because you've done it for yourself. Totally. And when somebody when somebody has landed on that niche and they've worked through any resistance, any limiting beliefs, any imposter syndrome that's coming up around that, how then do you like to guide people to, okay, I have my niche, but now how do I use language to go out and attract other people who are currently doing it? Like, for example, I've heard um, people say, well, pretend like you're talking to you, the previous version of yourself. Do you align with that? Is there anything that you would add with that, change with that? No, that's exactly it. I think I, I always like to um, think about who, have them think about who they were when they were going through that specific, you know, challenge. And what were they, what were they, they thinking? What were they feeling? What were they doing? And really get into those um, specific like problematic moments. It's like um, I've heard it called um, like Tuesday at 2 p.m. problem, right? Like what is happening? What is this person doing on a Tuesday at 2 p.m. as it relates to this challenge? Like what does their life look like? And then like really speaking to that. And I think there's something to be, I think that piece of it is so important um, when we are talking to our people when we're creating copy and um, messaging around um, our offer, 
you know, being able to speak in a way that resonates with them in a way that they can see themselves in what we're saying, where they can really be like, okay, Cammie, get out of my head. Like, stop it. You know, I think when, when people say that, I think that that is like a surefire sign that, you know, we, you pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Friends, I hope that you are taking notes and this might be an episode that you need to go back and re-listen to. Niching down is really one of those foundations. It's probably the first. I would I would say it's the first foundational brick that you're laying when you're starting a coaching business. It's you you cannot go create the offer. You can't even we can't even talk about content or or DM strategy or sales until you understand what your purpose is here in this space and how you're helping another person solve a problem and like how are you serving people? So my next question is how do you help someone navigate when they have an idea? They're like, okay, I have have I have had that this life experience. I know that this is the general direction that I want to go in, but it's still a little bit too broad. How do you help them get even more specific and more detailed when they have a general idea, but it's just not specific enough yet? Yes. You know, my favorite two words when it comes to that is so that. And what's on the other side of that so that kind of gives you, because like, let's think about it. For example, um, confidence. Like I want to help women, you know, Christian women feel more confident um, in their lives. And it's like, okay, so we got it narrowed down a little bit and we kind of have the general area. Okay, so why do they want the confidence? So that what? Mm. Right? Is it so that I can go for the promotion at the job? So that I can be, you know, more outspoken in my marriage? So that, you know, I can be a better mom to my kids? Like, what is the, what is the so that on the other side of that? And so I like to use that phrase to help people get a little more um, specific and a little more targeted to who they, what they want to help with. That's really good. That's so good. And I guess, okay, I want to wrap up with this. And then I want, I would love to have you tell the listeners where they can come find you and hang out with you. What is probably the most common I'll call it rabbit hole or mistake or obstacle or just just like, oh, don't do that. What, what would you what piece of advice would you give somebody who is starting this process of niching down? What what would mistakes or obstacles would you tell them to just completely steer clear of? What common things do you see people doing? I think um, the the main one I would say is. Choosing something based on what's working for someone else. Mm, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of people and that's the thing. I've I've done it too. I'm guilty of it too when I'm starting out <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, this is not working. So let me go and see what, you know, some of the big name coaches are doing and see if I can like emulate that. Let me just do um or like weight loss will be one of them, right? That's a popular one that we hear about a lot. And so it's like, okay, let me try weight loss. And that has never been my story. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's a little difficult again we can help anybody with anything but it's a little difficult it's it it has a different energy behind it when you are connected to it and I'm not connected to a weight loss journey so you know I can be out there and I can be talking about certain things but it's not going to have the fire behind it 
um, as something that I have experienced would have. And okay. so that's the biggest piece of, um, I think that's the biggest mistake that a lot of teachers make when they're starting off. I think they just look for the most profitable niche and try and go that route, even though that's not their lived experience. Got it. That's so crystal clear. I love it. Well, thank you for your time today. Will you tell the listeners where they can come get more Gabrielle in their lives? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. You can find me um, on Instagram at The Thought Trainer and pretty much in my website, thethoughttrainer.com. And um, I'm I'm there. All the time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll link your Instagram down below. That way they can come hang out with you, see your content, um, go to the link in your bio, watch your Instagram stories and send you a DM. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Canby. Hey, coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.